Good afternoon. Hope you're having a good day. Welcome to Polyatrics Medical Podcasts. Today we're going to be doing a bit of a recap on all things genetics. So today we're going to talk about extinct dominant conditions, but before we do, here are a few questions to see how much you've learned from the first few podcasts. So what I'd like to do is I'm going to give you three medical conditions and I'd like you to give me the inheritance for them. So the first medical condition is cystic fibrosis. The second medical condition is von Willebrand. And the third medical condition is haemophilia A. So to go through that again, we have got cystic fibrosis, we have got von Willebrand's, and then we have got haemophilia A. So to answer that question, Cystic fibrosis is an autosomal recessive condition and is remembered with the mnemonic A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. A stands for albinism, ataxia, telangiectasia and A, capped on urea. B for beta thalassemia. C, which is what we're looking for in this one, cystic fibrosis and congenital adrenal hyperplasia. D for distal spinal muscular atrophy type 1 and Dubin-Johnson syndrome. E for emphysema. F for Friedrich ataxia. G for galactosemia and glycogen storage disease, H for homocysteine urea and hemochromatosis. The second one I asked for was von Willebrand. So von Willebrand is part of our very powerful dominant humans. Remember, the humans bit is six medical conditions, all begin with NH, and very powerful is V and P, and then dominant is as per the letters. So V for von Willebrand. So von Willebrand is a autosomal dominant condition. The P in powerful is pseudo hyperparathyroidism. D for dystrophia myotonica. O for osteogenesis imperfecta. M for Marfan syndrome. I for intermittent porphyria. N for neurofibromatosis type 1 and type 2. Achondroplasia and adult polycystic kidney disease for A. N for Noonan syndrome. And T for tuberous sclerosis. The H's are. Familial hypercholesterolemia, hereditary non-polyposis colorectal cancer, Lynch syndrome, also got a risk of endometrial and ovarian cancer, hereditary spherocytosis, Huntington's trinucleotide repeat disorder, hypertrophic columnopathy, and hereditary hemorrhagic telangiectasia, used to be referred to as Osler-Weber-Rendu syndrome. Then we have got, wonder what haemophilia comes in under. So X-linked recessive conditions, Oblivious females will give her boys her X-linked disorders, which she will because they're X-linked recessive. And there can be female to male transmission in X-linked disorders, but not male to male. Ocular albuminism for oblivious females, Fabry disease, Will, Visco Aldrich syndrome, G, G6PD, H for Hunter syndrome, a form of mucopolysaccharidosis that doesn't give you corneal clouding, B for Brutton agammaglobulinemia, H, for haemophilia A and B. And they are all very, very important conditions to be aware of. <clears throat> L for Lesh 9 syndrome and D for Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Okay, um, so they're the main ones for that. So if I've got some conditions before we crack on and talk about exit dominant conditions you're all excited about, imagine a affected male with a medical condition and a unaffected female have children and they have 
an affected male and female. What type of inheritance are we describing? So I've just told you that we've got an affected male passing the characteristic onto an affected son. So this can't be X-linked. So you'd be left with probably looking at, is it autosomal dominant, autosomal recessive, or potentially considering if it's mitochondrial. But we'll stick to autosomal dominant, autosomal recessive. If I told you there are no carriers in any generation, there are no carriers in any generation, you would probably lend yourself towards this autosomal dominant. Certainly is. And we've talked about the autosomal dominant conditions, very powerful dominant humans. So you could pick any of those, achondroplasia, neurofibromatosis, intermittent porphyria, they would all be examples of autosomal dominant conditions. Autosomal recessive, mum and dad are both, mum and dad are both carriers. So they are unaffected, okay? And they have, say, one child, male, that's affected, one male carrier, one female carrier. You are thinking here, this would be what? This would be what? Fantastic. So you would be thinking that this, because you have got male carriers, remember you can get female carriers in X-linked conditions, but you don't get male carriers because they've only got one X chromosome. So if you have got male and female carriers, you think autosomal recessive rather than X-linked recessive. X-linked recessive, you can get carriers, but they've got to be female. Autosomal recessive, you can have carriers that are male and female. Let's crack on with X-linked dominant inheritance. So remember what we said last time, men have X and Y, women have X and X. A son will inherit their Y chromosome from their dad, to make them male and the X chromosome from their mother. So X-linked conditions can be passed from female to male, okay? But they cannot be passed from male to male. No male to male transmission in X-linked conditions. And we've talked about this. X-linked dominant means that if you had an affected father and an affected mother, okay, the man would pass chromosome on wouldn't they they would pass an x chromosome on and the mother would pass an x chromosome on to the females in the next generation the affected father has got one copy of the x chromosome and it is dominant for the gene so if he passes on his affected chromosome all females will be affected however all sons will be unaffected because they will inherit the unaffected mother's healthy X chromosome. Hope that makes sense. Let's crack on with X-linked dominant conditions. So my favourite mnemonic is X-linked dominant conditions are characteristically inherited less frequency. frequently. Let's break that down. The X-linked bit refers of that mnemonic. So X-linked dominant conditions are characteristically inherited less frequently. The X-linked refers to X-linked hypophosphatemic rickets okay we'll talk about it in a second and i'll explain that condition just be familiar with the names d for dermal hypoplasia okay c for coffin lowry syndrome a is for alport and acardi syndrome r is for ret syndrome okay for ret syndrome so the r bit of the mnemonic the a and the r are important so 
X-link hypophosphatemia or hypophosphatemic rickets for X-linked bit of onomonic. Dominant, so X-linked dominant, D for dominant, D for dermal hyperplasia. C, Coffin-Lowry syndrome. R, as in A-R-E, stands for the A is for Alport and Acardi syndrome. R is for RET. Characteristically refers to child syndrome. I stands for incontinentia pigmenti. L, less for Lujan Frunes syndrome. And F for fragile X syndrome. Okay, so where does that leave us? So let's briefly go through that. So the first condition is X-linked hypophosphatemic rickets. It has got so many different names, okay? It's called vitamin D resistant rickets. It's called X-linked vitamin D resistant rickets. I prefer to refer to it as X-linked hypophosphatemic rickets because it tells you everything you need to know about the condition. It's X-linked, X-linked dominant. It gives you hypophosphatemia, okay? And it gives you rickets, X-linked hypophosphatemic rickets, okay? So it's X-linked dominant. So if you've got an unaffected father, and an affected mother, what can happen? So the affected mother, because it's dominant, let's pretend she has got one copy of the dysfunctional. She, she doesn't have two copies. She has one copy and it's inherited dominantly. So she can pass this X chromosome on to a son or a daughter. If these sons and daughters, okay, if these sons and daughters inherit her abnormal dominant chromosome, yeah? If the unaffected father passes on his X chromosome, okay, then they're going to be fine, okay, so be unaffected. What happens? You've got something, your PHEX gene, don't worry about the name, increases the level of fibroblast growth factor, which reduces phosphate reabsorption by the kidneys. It's a phosphate wasting problem. So phosphate in your blood is going to be low. Phosphate is important for mineralization of bone. You lose it in your urine because you can't reabsorb in the kidneys. So therefore, you have a phosphate wasting rickets, okay? Which is not due to vitamin D. So if you've got a rickets due to not enough vitamin D, you give the patient vitamin D and it gets better. You give these patients vitamin D, it makes no difference because their rickets is as a result of phosphate wasting. Dermal hypoplasia was the second one. I prefer to call it, so it's a, a condition in the group of ectodermal dysplasia. What does your ectoderm involve? So take you back to the embryology of your three germ cell layers and gastrulation and ask yourself, what does the ectoderm compose of? So someone's got ectodermal dysplasia. Fantastic. So your ectoderm involves tooth enamel, sensory receptors in the epidermis, your cornea and your lens, the epithelium of your mouth and your anus, and the epidermis of the skin, sweat glands, hair follicles. That explains what happens. You get problems with predominantly the skin and other ectodermal structures in dermal hypoplasia. Coffin-Lowry syndrome, not too much to say other than it's a condition where you get cognitive impairment, mitral valve dysfunction, stiff muscles. Do not commit it to memory. It's incredibly rare, but important to remember for the mnemonic. A for Alport syndrome is very important. So why do we need to know about Alport syndrome? So Alport syndrome is a problem with type 4 collagen. Okay, 
Output syndrome is a problem with type 4 collagen. Where do you find type 4 collagen? Lo and behold, in the glomerulus of the kidney and the cochlea to the inner ear. You also get pro it codes for collagen and structure in your lens. So what do you get? I'm going to be very honest. This is what happens. Type 4 collagen is important for your glomerulus. What's the problem in type in output syndrome? Type 4 collagen. You get renal problems, proteinuria, hematuria, potential um, renal failure, sclerosis, fibrosis of the kidneys. Not very good. Transplantation is the only cure. Cochlea of the inner ear, okay, is made up of type 4 collagen as an important component. What do you get? Sensory neural hearing loss. Type 4 collagen, problem, Alport syndrome. What's the problem? You get problems of your lens, okay, that can lead to myopia or short-sightedness. So that explains what's important, okay? Alport syndrome, problem of type 4 collagen, which is found in the lens of the eye, the cochlea of the inerian glomerulus. What do you get? Lens problems leading to myopia, cochlear problems leading to sensory neural hearing loss, glomerulus problems leading to proteinuria, hematuria, and um, renal failure. Icardi syndrome has been around for a while, probably about 50, 60 years, um, by the French paediatrician Jean Icardi. So Jean Icardi is fatal in males, and that's a characteristic of certain X-linked dominant conditions, okay? It's, if you think about male fatality, think X-linked dominant conditions, only manifests itself in females. What are we looking at? We're looking at a triad of infantile spasms, dysgenesis of the corpus callosum that, remember, separates both sides of your brain, and distinctive chorioretinal lacunae. What are chorioretinal lacunae? Well, if you think about what a lacunae is, a lacuna is a gap, okay? So chorioretinal lacunae are punched out lesions in the pigmented layer of your retina, okay? Chorioretinal lacunae are punched out lesions, okay? Why do we call it a lacuna stroke, though? Does anyone know the answer to this? Why do we call strokes, certain types of strokes, lacuna strokes? So Miller-Fisher, whose work included Miller-Fisher syndrome, the considered a variant of myasthenia gravis. He did a lot of work on cadaveric um, investigations of patients that had had strokes. And what he found is patients that had had strokes of their penetrating arteries had empty spaces in their deep brain structure. So patients that had occlusion of their penetrating arteries in the brain had these big empty spaces in their deep brain structures. So you refer to these gaps or empty spaces in the deep brain structures as being lacunae, um, which means gap, and that's why you call it a lacuna stroke. Arthurette syndrome is a problem with the MECP2 gene. There are, almost uniformly happens in girls. I think there have been 60 cases, which isn't much, um, worldwide of boys carrying this mutation, but having a different phenotype. So not in the classical phenotype. So if on the rare occasion that men, males do have this problem, the MECP2 gene, um, they tend to have other phenotypic variants for one reason or another. So for the purposes of exam, this is something that happens in girls, 6 to 18 months old, 
you have apparently normal development, then developmental regression. The purpose of exams, this only occurs in girls and don't try and be smart and debate it. 75% have microcephaly and 99% of them have no family history. So this is a new mutation. So that's Rett syndrome. Okay, Rett syndrome. Um, also association with things like semi-purposeful hand movements and things like that. And ringing of the hands is quite exam specific. Child syndrome stands for congenital hemidysplasia, ithiform limb defects. I'm going to explain all those terms now. Congenital, because it's inherited in X-linked dominant fashion. Hemidysplasia, because half of your body will have abnormal growth. Hemi, half, dysplasia, abnormal, dysplasia, growth. So half of your body will have abnormal growth. Congenital means it's inherited. Ethosis is flaky skin and L stands for limb defects. That can be that legs or arms are missing completely or shorter than the other side. Congenital hemidysplasia, ithiform limb defects. Congenital because it's extinct dominant. Hemidysplasia because half of your body has abnormal growth or dysplasia. Ethosis means flaky skin and limb defects. Those are legs or arms who are shortened or missing. In incontinentia pigmenti, not the best at pronouncing words. What are you looking at? Okay, so they will tend to have a typical neonatal rash, can be vesicular, can be erythematous. They will have hyperpigmentation normally on the trunk. Okay, um, they can have sometimes alopecia and they can sometimes have eye disease as well. That's just some of the things to be aware of. Incontentia pigmenti. Lusion Frune syndrome, we're nearly done, is something that causes intellectual disability and behavioural problems. Interestingly, they can have marfanoid features, long arm span, long thin face. However, what distinguishes this from Marfan is fundamentally it's a lot rarer. These patients have hyper extensible joints that you normally don't get um, as um, it's not a predominant feature in lesion frame syndrome. It's just something else you might see. Seizures is probably the main differentiating feature. And that's because you get agenesis of the corpus callosum as well. Fragile X syndrome is our last condition for today and probably actually the most important to remember. So fragile X syndrome is often quoted as being the most common, the most common inherited cause of intellectual disability. Most common intellectual cause of disability. Inherited intellectual cause of disability. Face, dysmorphic features, well documented. Broad forehead, an elongated or stretched face. Large ears. Crossing of the eyes, also known as strabismus, and a high arch palate. They can have hyperextensible joints. They can have pectus excavatum and mitral valve prolapse. So these patients can have valvular problems as well. Tend to have low muscle tone. Enlarged testicles is something that gets thrown around quite a lot in exams. Someone with intellectual disability. Enlarged testicles. Large prominent ears and a broad forehead. And they can get seizures in 10% of cases. So remember, fragile X syndrome and it 
is one of our trinuclear type repeat disorders, um, of which we've covered quite a few now of our trinucleotide repeat disorders. Okay, and that's the podcast for today. It's been a recap of the modes of inheritance, and we've focused today on X-linked dominant conditions. Please keep suggesting podcasts that you would like in the future. But as for today, that has been a podcast on X-linked dominant conditions. Spread the word about podiatrics. There'll be plenty of podcasts coming in the near future. Thank you very much for listening.